You're about to listen to a message from Savannah Grace Chapel, Port Harcourt. May these words bear fruit in your heart as you listen. So he did not waver at that promise. Glory to God. You know, like we always say, we know the backstory, all the things that uh, uh, um, that happened, how the dramas that were going on, though Abraham was... Um, but you see, the truth about it, uh, if you really look at that story, really look at the story of Abraham and and him and the promise of God, we find that, that Abraham kept dilly-dallying today, and uh, he, he's, he's believing tomorrow, he's asking God, what is this? But there was a point, God studied the story of Abraham, there was a point where God spoke to Abraham, and it was obvious that he finally got it. And you know, from that point where he got it, it didn't take long before Isaac manifested. Amen. So, you know, a lot of times we say, okay, yes, you know, uh, how can Bible say that uh, um, Abraham was not weak in faith? He was constantly, he, today he will say he's believing God. No, there was a point where what God was saying to him, finally, he finally saw it. And from that point when he saw it, it didn't take long before Isaac manifested. Amen. And that's the account that is, that, that is here. You know, it's interesting. I've had, um, I've had Andrew Walmart say it. I've had um, um, Joseph Prince say it. That, you know, when you, when you look at the heroes of faith, if you go through the full story, you see all the things that they did. But the, when you go through the book of Hebrews and the New Testament and their accounts are, accounts are being recorded, you always see like as if nothing was wrong. But you see, the truth about it is that's what God sees. And that's how God sees us. Amen. That's how God sees us. God sees us, like Reverend would say, God sees us absolutely flawless. God sees us from the point where our, 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 um, um, our hearts aligns with His Word and we, 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 let me put it this way, we catch it. That's the point where our recording starts. Amen. Hallelujah. See, all the point where you're dilly-dallying, saying, I believe, I do not believe, I believe, I do not believe, it is, it's blotted out of your history. It's blotted out of your your account with God. Amen. I see. Uh, for, for for me, this is just an aside. I just coming to me now. For me, I believe that's very important in God dealing with us and our dealings with God, because you see, from the point where I see it, from the point where I believe it, from the point where I accept it, you know, from that point, God can manifest. Amen. That's number one. Number two, why I say I believe it's important. The devil has cannot come and say anything, say anything here. Because if he's coming and say, <laughs> you, you are saying you're in faith now. You that two days ago, you are saying, say, we're not talking about two days ago. We're talking about now. I don't even get the picture I'm painting. The Bible says that now faith is. So it's about now. What I believe now. What I'm holding on to now. What I am confessing now, it blocks out, it obliterates everything that has happened in the past. It obliterates all my doubts, all my fears, all my anxieties that have been in the past. But now, faith is. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay. So, it says, um, verse 20, go to verse 20. It says that um, he did not waver at the promise of God but was strengthened in faith. You know, Old King James says he was strong in faith. 
Well, I, I like the way uh, uh, New King James says. He says he was strengthened in faith. And how was he strengthened in faith? Giving glory to God. Hallelujah. See, you strengthen your faith. Your faith becomes stronger. Your faith grows stronger as you give glory to God. Because all of a sudden, you are seeing the same thing that God is seeing. So your faith becomes strong. He was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. That is strong faith. Strong faith will give glory to God despite the fact that it seems in this, in the reality that nothing has happened. But strong faith knows that it is done. You, you know, you know, uh, uh, um, there's a, a book and message that Andrew Womack ha- has. You already have it. And I love the, I don't know if you've seen the book, but I love the picture on the book and the last, what he said about it. The picture on the front of the book is a dog trying to back, catch his tail. I don't know, those of us, if you've grown up with dogs, I don't know if you've ever seen your dog doing that thing, chasing its tail. I, 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 I don't know whether they're doing it real or it's just, they're just trying to catch fun. But dog is trying to catch his tail. And you know, what Andromach was saying is that you already have it. There's no point chasing it. Amen. Strong faith is the faith that comes to a point where I know that I already have it. I don't have it. I, I don't know. It's not because I can see it. It's not because I can feel it. It's not because I can, I can, um, um, relate to it with my five physical senses. But deep down, I would say deep down in my know, I know I have it. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. An example that I've used before, I would usually use. Imagine if Dangote, if, if you, you have a chance to meet Dangote, and Dangote promised that by, by 12 noon tomorrow afternoon, I will send a million dollars to your account. And you know that Dangote doesn't lie. That's, if you know, you know that he doesn't lie. You know he's a man of his word and that, you know, you, once it's 12 noon, once it's 12 noon, you know, and for maybe for, for, you know, sometimes our banks can be very funny. Money will enter your account, no alerts. Some of you will check your app, nothing, nothing is showing, still reflecting the old balance. But you know that he's a man of his word. He has promised and he will keep his word. So once it's 12 noon, you know that he has kept his word. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, if you're calling him, if you're calling to thank him, you're not calling to remind him. You know, some, some of our thank yous are a reminder. Uh, thank you. You said 12 noon. No. Thank you, sir. I'm very grateful. I've done nothing a lot, but thank you very much. I'm grateful for the money that you say you will send. I'm reminding you. But there's a way you thank me when you know that the money is there. Amen. He says that he was strengthened in his faith, giving glory to God. As he gave glory to God, his faith was energized. His faith was strengthened. Amen. See, your giving, your giving glory to God will come from a place of knowing that God has done what he said he will do. In the sacrifice of Jesus, he has done all things for us. Amen. So we have it. Glory to God. Okay, let's, let's, let's go on. Let's go on. Verse 21. Still about strong faith. He says, I'm being fully convinced 
Old King James said, being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. Abraham came to a place where he was fully persuaded that what God had promised, he was able to perform. Amen. You know, you, you, you know, uh, uh, David was talking about it on Sunday, talking about it also. When, when, when God told him to, to sacrifice, um, sacrifice Isaac, his, his son Isaac, you know, he knew, he had come to a place where he knew God. He had come to a place where he was so sure about God. Amen. That when God said to sacrifice Isaac, it wasn't a question of, should I do it? Should I not do it? It was, no, it was, it was, let's go, let's do it. Amen. It was, um, David, I think, and Pastor Notch talked about it. It was a place of, look, I, I know this God. I know this God. You know, Abraham had, over time, Abraham had experiences with God that he came to a point where he knew God. And like, like Daniel would say, they that, they that know their God shall be strong and do exploit. Abraham had come to a place where he knew his God. He was so persuaded. He was so convinced about the God, the God he served. So, when God said, give me, give me your son, it was not a, it was not a debate. It was not a debate. You know, some people, some, some, some people say, no, Abraham was giving, uh, uh, um, 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 Ishmael. No, God was specific, the son that God asked for. Amen. Can Lucky help us find that this year? Genesis. Okay, just help us find it. You know, Abraham was, Abraham, Abraham was, um, God was specific, number one, God was specific about the son that he was asking for. And Abraham wasn't arguing with God. Okay, he says, then he said, take now your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love. God called the name of the son. Say your only son, Isaac, whom you love. Amen. You know that's interesting. God was not looking at Ishmael as a son. Because God said your only son, the son of covenant. Amen. So God said sacrifice Isaac. Abraham was, Abraham was fully persuaded that what God promised, God will do. Because God had told him that in this son, in this son, your descendants will come. In this son, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. So if God was coming and say, go and sacrifice the son, eh, he, I will sacrifice the son. But God is, is in this son. Your promise is in this son. Amen. So Abraham was fully persuaded. Please go back to um, 21, Romans 4.21. Abraham was fully persuaded. Fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. Amen. See, we must come to a place where we are fully persuaded about God's word that what God has promised, he has performed. For us, he has performed. In Christ Jesus, he has performed. So when God says that by the stripes of Jesus, you are healed. Amen. I am healed. I am healed. It's not how I feel. It's not how I feel that determines whether I'm healed or not. I am healed. Amen. You know, and I've said this several days before. Even when, when, when you, 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 you're speaking God's word, you're confessing God, you're standing on God's word, and then you have to go to the hospital, and the nurse is piercing your bum bum, you are still declaring that I am the healed of the Lord. My taking injection does not negate God's word. 
I am healed. As I'm swallowing those drugs, I'm declaring that I am healed. Amen. Because why? I am fully persuaded that what he promised, what he has said in his word, he's also able to do. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So Abraham was fully persuaded. Now, you also said that you may be fully persuaded and you may be, you may be staggering. Amen. But you, your persuasion stands. Glory to God. I said some things there. I say faith is not denying the existence of an issue. Faith is not denying, faith is not saying that it does not, something does, an issue does not exist or a problem does not exist. Faith is not denying it. Amen. Faith doesn't say that uh, um, 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 I am not sick in Jesus' name when I am sick. No, my focus is not see, and that's that that's that also will be mental sense. My focus is not on the sickness. My focus is on the health that God has provided. So instead of saying I'm not sick in Jesus' name, they say I, I'm healed in the in Jesus' name by the stripes of Jesus. I was healed, and if I was healed, I am healed. Body, you are healed. In the name of Jesus. I reject these symptoms. I reject these uh, uh, feelings. You are healed. Body, you are healed. I keep declaring that I am healed. Amen. Faith does not mean that you don't feel the pain. Faith does not mean that you can't see the trouble. What faith means is that I see the trouble all right, but I refuse to consider it. I refuse to let it dictate the... I, I refuse to let it dictate... The circumstances of my life or my existence, I refuse to let it dictate how I'm going to behave. Glory to God. So we're saying that I'm fully persuaded. I'm saying that what faith is saying is that it's a faith. faith is not denying the existence of those things. Faith is not denying the existence of troubles of all sorts of things. Faith is saying that in spite of it, I choose to believe. And I'm not going to allow it to dictate to me how I live. Now that's very important. Faith is saying, I will not allow my, my, the, the situation to, di- to dictate to me how to live. So I will not allow, I will not allow my burning temperature to dictate to me how to live. Amen. Hallelujah. Now does it mean that if you're feeling weak, you should not lie down, or if you're feeling, you know, feeling, uh, not strong enough, you should not lie down and rest. No, lie down and rest. Lie down and rest. But even in my rest, I'm not resting like somebody who is dying. You know some people, uh, 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 how are you? Uh, uh, uh. Amen. I've been there. Don't, don't, so I, I'm talking from experience. Uh, uh. I'm seeing angels already. No, 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 no. Faith will not, uh, faith says that I will not allow the situation to dictate to me how to live. Even while I'm there on my weak bed and I can't carry my hands, I can't carry my legs, I keep declaring God's word. I keep my faith, I keep strengthening my faith by giving glory to God. Thank you, Lord, because I am healed. If I was healed, I am healed now in the name of Jesus. Oh, I give you praise because I am healed. I am the healed of the Lord. The price was paid for my healing. The price was paid for me to live in health. The price was paid for me to enjoy divine health. I live in health now. I keep speaking it. I keep saying it. I keep declaring it. 
I do not allow my situation, I do not allow my circumstances to dictate my behavior. I know it, 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 it cuts across everything. Amen. Because some, you know, sometimes, uh, uh, even what, what I'm saying now is, even our emotions, sometimes we, we, we can allow our emotions to dictate to us how we behave or how we relate. Amen. I say that faith says that I will not allow my physical senses, the things that I can feel, taste, touch, or see, I will not allow them to dictate to me how I respond. That is faith at work. That is faith at work. Because I'm fully persuaded, I'm convinced of he that has promised. Glory to God. Glory to God. So, say, look, when it comes to God's word, like I always say, you, when, you, when, when, when you see it in God's word, go see God's promises. When you, when you hear what, when God has spoken to you through his word, when you have seen it, whether people are declaring it or by you reading it or studying it, when you have finally found it in God's word, you hold on to it. And you allow, that is what you allow to dictate and determine how you respond to life. Glory to God. You know, um, first Corinthians, I think, look, it's second Corinthians 120. Second Corinthians 120 says, for all the promises of God in him are what? Yes. And in him, amen, to the glory of God through us. So it says all the promises say, see, like I always say, I love Bibles, Bibles absolute. It says all all, all the promises of God in him are what? In Christ are what? Yes. See, you know what it means? That every time I come standing and claiming the promise of God, declaring the promise of God, God is saying yes. I, I, I don't know about you, but that, that is so, that's so, that's, that's so reassuring for me. That's so, uh, uh, um, faith strengthening for me. That every time I, I say, by the stripes of Jesus, I was healed. God says, yes. And what? Amen. What is the meaning of amen? So be it. <laughs> every time I declare God's word, every time I declare God's promises, God says, yes, so be it. Yes, so be it. Amen. You know, that means that I have to be careful what I am saying. Amen. Let me humorously say, that's not how it happens. But just imagine that it happens like, just, just say it's humor. Just humor. God is humor. Okay, just imagine that it happens like, they say, oh, say, say, uh, um, how are you now? Ah, brother, we're just managing, you know, things are hard though. Yes! And then God is cheering you up. I mean, my son, yes! So be it. And, no, 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 that's not what he said. What did he say? He says manage. Oh, mm, let's, <laughs> like I said, it's humor. But you know, point I'm point I'm trying to drive home with even this humor I'm cracking is that that means that everything you say is important. If the Bible says that all the promises of God, and thank God the same with the promises say, so when you're saying we are managed, it's not the promise of God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. But I, 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 I'm just trying to drive home with point, and I hope that you caught the point I'm trying to say. see. Learn to speak the promises of God because 
that's the one, and that's the, the, the real one. That's the one that God says, yes, so be it too. So when you're speaking, when you're speaking unbelief, you're speaking, I mean, heaven's just looking at you, what's, what's, what is going on here? What's, what's, what is he doing? What is he saying? Amen. Hallelujah. I mean, I mean, you, you, you know, you live around, uh, live around little children. Sometimes children are just doing some credible things. You're giving your child food and, amen. My baby does it sometimes. You're, see the food in the plate. They're feeding her with the food. She's picking the one. What is wrong with you? It's, see the food in the plate. What, why is it the one on the floor that you want to eat? Amen. You, that bewilderment. That's how sometimes God looks at, heaven looks at us like, what, what's, what's he doing? What, what's he saying? There are promises for him to say so that we can say, yes, so be it so. Amen. All the promises of God to us are yes and amen. Hallelujah. Let's learn to speak the promise. That's where our power is. That's where our victory lies. Amen. Glory to God. Now let's look at Okay, still in good time. Now let's look at uh, um, um, something still in line with all this work we're talking about. Let's look at Romans chapter 10 from verse 6. It says, but the righteousness of faith speaks in this way. The righteousness of faith speaks in this way. Do not say in your heart, who will ascend into heaven? That is to bring Christ down from above. Or who will descend to the abyss? That is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. Amen. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes to righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Glory to God. For the scripture says, whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. Amen. Now, something interesting that I, I, I want us to see here as we tie everything up. Verse 6, it goes by, verse, verse 6 says that, not say that who will go to heaven to bring Christ from dead or who will, who will go to the dead, who will go into the abyss to bring Christ up from, from the dead. Amen. Then, um, verse 8, I think it's 8 now. It's, it says, but what does it say? Okay, go back to 6. It says, but the righteousness of faith speaks in this, in this way. Amen. It says, the righteousness of faith speaks in this way. Glory to God. You know, you know, if you read, if you read the, the, the chapter, Paul was talking about, um, um, righteousness, righteousness coming by faith or coming by, by the law. He was, he was comparing, contrasting or discussing it. Amen. And then he now came to verse 6 and says that the righteousness of faith speaks in this way. Can you give me another translation? Let me see. Give me um, uh, um, Amplified. Let me see. But the righteousness based on faith imputed by God bringing right relationship with God says. Now, so what he was saying that, look, 
The righteousness that is based on faith. Amen. This is how it speaks. Glory to God. Amen. It says, the righteousness that is based on faith. This is how the righteousness speaks. The righteousness that is based on faith. Amen. Now something I want to see. And it's describing how righteousness that comes by faith is it speaks. Now, so what he's saying is that, look, how you can get, um, um, how you can become righteous is by the speaking of faith. Amen. What I'm trying to do is this. Look, the same way how you can become healed is by the speaking of faith. How you can become prosperous is by the speaking of faith. Amen. Hallelujah. He says, but the righteousness based on faith. You know, let, let's, let's look at where, where this, uh, uh scripture come, came from. Because it's just that Paul was using something to, Deuteronomy 30, chapter 30 from verse 9. We'll come back to this. I'll finish today. He says, and the Lord your God will make you abundantly prosperous in every work of your hand, in the fruit of your body, of your cattle, of your land, of for good. For the Lord will again delight in prospering you as he took delight in your fathers. If you obey the voice of the Lord your God to keep his commandment and his statutes, which are written in the book of the law, and if you turn to the Lord your God with all your mind and heart, and with all your being. Okay, everything amplified. For this commandment which I command you this day is not too difficult for you, nor is it far off. It is not a secret laid up in heaven that you should say, who shall go up for us to heaven and bring it to us, that we may hear and do it. Neither is it beyond the sea that you should say, who shall go over the sea for us and bring it to us, that we may hear and do it. But but the word is very near you, in your mouth and in your mind and in your heart, so that you can do it. Okay, so he said, see, I have said before you this day, life and death. Uh, see, I said before you this day, life and good, death and evil. Uh, okay, let's stop. Let's stop. But let's just let's stop there. The point I'm trying to draw to, draw to is this. Uh, um, Moses was telling them that look, if you obey the commandments of God, that um, you prosper. God will God will do all the things that He has promised to do. Now, then He goes on to say that look, the things I'm telling you, they are not far away. That you say, ah, who will who will um, how to say it? Who will go up into heaven and bring it for us so that we can do it, so that we can hear it and do it, or? They are beyond the sea. That you say, who oh, we go beyond the sea and bring forth so that we can hear and do it. He says that, what am I saying? The things are, he says, these near you. On your lips. Amen. You know what he's making? That you are the one who will speak it so that you can hear and do it. That's the hearing of faith. That's the hearing of faith. That you will speak it so that you can hear it to do it. Amen. The minister will preach or will teach 
we declare, like, please go back to Romans 10. Like Paul said there, minister, we declare the word of faith to you. But see, you're the one who will put it on your lips. So it says that, but what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which you preach. Go on. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, so you see, you see what's happening? That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, you are the one to do the confession. You know nobody has ever gotten born again. Let's start with that. that because we always use this uh, scripture for um, salvation. No, no one has ever gotten born again by somebody else confessing for you. I mean, how many of us got born again like that, that way? Somebody, somebody prayed for you, somebody interceded for you, but when it came to the confession, you confessed Christ by yourself. Abby? So why do you think that somebody should confess your healing for you? Why do you think somebody should confess your prosperity for you? It's the same principle. Amen. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Your salvation, that was sozo. Your sozo comes by you confessing, confessing what he has done for you. And you know that word confess? You know that word confess? It means homologio. You know what homologio means? You say the same thing that he's saying. So he said that if you confess to your mouth, if you say the same thing with your mouth, what Christ has done for you and what he's saying for you currently. If you say, if you're, if you're saying your words are agreeing with his words, and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be sozo. For with the mouth, verse 10, for with the, for with the, for with the heart, man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. With the heart, man believes unto prosperity, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. With the heart, man believes unto prosperity, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Amen. So, it's what you are saying. It's what you are constantly saying. It's what you are constantly declaring. Amen. That's number one. Number two thing that I will see there is that you always talk about even from what we read in Deuteronomy, it's talking about, always talking about the confession of the mouth and the belief of the heart. The confession of the mouth and the belief of the heart. See, the two must align. The two must be in sync. Amen. I know it was interesting to me. Go back to um, um, verse 8, I think. Well, what says, it says the word is near the, in your mouth and in your heart. No, I, I, I was trying to look at it. I, I noticed that word, the, the, the arrangement. It says in your mouth and in your heart. It's first in your mouth before it's in your heart. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. It's first in your mouth. You must be declaring it. You must be declaring it. Your heart must believe it. Amen. So he says that the word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. The word of faith that we preach, you must begin to say it. You must begin to say it and your heart catch up with it. Amen. Hallelujah. Point is that your heart, your mouth and your heart must be in sync. 
they must be saying the same thing. What is your mouth is declaring must be what is in your heart. I remember he said that he said he says that um 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 what, what I said that you speak it as you speak it you hear it. And what does um Romans okay same Romans Romans I think verse seventeen same Romans verse seventeen. What does it say? He says faith comes how by hearing by hearing. Faith comes by hearing. So, see, you hear the preacher speak it. Amen. It gets on your mouth. You must be speaking it for your ears to hear it that this is what I believe. Amen. Hallelujah. By hearing. By speaking it. What are you declaring? What are you saying on a daily, consistent, regular basis? About your situation. What are you saying? What are you saying? That is what you are hearing. Amen. That's what you are hearing. And that's what is being deposited in your heart. Glory to God. As believers, I've said it and I can't overemphasize it. Let's learn to spend time in God's word. Amen. Let's learn to hold on to God's word. Let's learn to believe everything that God has said in his word. Amen. Like I said, his, every promise of God is yes and amen. Find it in God's word. It's yes and amen. It's, it's not, it's not maybe, uh, it's, it's, see, we, we teach it a lot, uh, we talk about it a lot, is that because I am righteous, God sees me as righteous. Everything, every promise in his word to me is yes and amen because I am righteous. God is not considering my performance. God is not considering uh, uh, what I have done right or what I have done wrong. God is considering my righteousness. And my righteousness is based on what Jesus has done for me. So every time, God's word to me is yes and amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I must find the promise. I must be speaking the promise. You know, a lot of times we said it that most of the time, we say, there are a lot of scriptures that we know of heart. You know, amen. We just can quote it quite like a parrot. But sometimes, just get to God's word. You know, there are times that you just sit down, open it again and read it in the print. Read it again from the documents. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, there's even in, in, in um, um, I think it's in Revelation, there's a blessing on those who read the word. Just open it. Read it. I know that, I know by the stripes of Jesus I'm healed. He bore my sins. I, Open it and read it. And you know, sometimes, not even sometimes, not even, read it aloud. Let your ears hear you say it. Because what? The words are on your lips, in your mouth. It's the confession of your mouth, it's the speaking of your m- mouth, amen, that brings you sozo. Amen. Lastly, as a roundup, I say that resist fear. You know the 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 the, the um. I don't, not not use the word uh, opposite. The antagonist of of faith is fear. The antagonist of faith is fear, and fear simply defined fear is just is is a form of unbelief. Is 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 not. Having full faith or full trust in God. 
Amen. You know, you, you know, it's interesting. If you go through the account of Jesus, a lot of time when Jesus was dealing with people, um, he would tell them, do not be afraid. Fear not. Amen. When, um, when Jairus came to meet him to raise his daughter from the dead, hallelujah, and he was on the way to Jairus' house, um, they told him, they came to tell Jairus that his daughter was dead. You know, the first thing that Jesus turned to him and said, he says, fear not, only believe. So you see, fear will cripple your faith. Fear will um, hamper your believing. And I've always said that fear comes in all manner of forms. Fear comes in all different uh, 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 um, shades and colorations that don't even look like fear. Amen. But see, you must you must, you must stand against fear. And learn to resist fear. Fear is a spirit. We know from scripture that fear is a spirit. Learn to resist fear. When you see fear coming, and like I said, in various forms, look, it can be as, um, as, as big and serious as thinking that, oh, so I'm going to die now. Or, oh, so this evil thing is going to happen to me. It can be as serious as that. So very subtle little things like, can't even think of any now. But you know, I, 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 and I think I've said this before, and I've said it again. I believe God wants us to hear it again and say it again. You know, a lot of times, things happen to us that sometimes you just need to look behind it and just see that this is fear in action. You know, one of these is maybe one of the we talk about, we do is teaching on fear. But for today, learn to resist fear. Learn to resist fear. Anything that tries to tries to erode your confidence in God's word is of the devil. Stand against it. Amen. Anything that makes you second guess God's word is of the devil. Stand against it. Resist it. And one 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 of the ways that that happens. Amen. One of the ways that that happens is what we listen to. So coming back, and that's where we end this evening. What we listen to. What are you listening to? What are you listening to? See, faith comes by hearing. By hearing by the word of God. Faith comes, so let's, let's put this straight. Faith comes by hearing God's word. Amen? Fear comes by hearing. And hearing by whose word? The word of the devil. So fear comes by hearing the devil's words. And every time God is speaking, see, don't ever think that, don't ever Think that you come to a point where you feel you're superhuman and the devil doesn't speak to you anymore. I mean, the day you come to that place, just know that the devil has caught you, he has wrapped you up and has neatly put, talked you into his back pocket. I mean, you're, 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 he has just gotten you. No, he will speak to you. Uh, my wife was this time listening to some, some teachings. I think it's, is it Joseph Prince? I think it's one of, I think it's Joseph Prince. Joseph Prince is really listening to that. But you know, one, one of the teachings was talking about how the devil attacks us, how he comes to you, and he's coming to you with, um, the first person something, you know? You know, it comes like, ah, um, uh, Kai, this sickness, eh? I, I'm always coming, I'm always coming down with malaria. I'm always coming down with my, you know, if the devil comes to you and, 
you're always coming down with my, I mean, if, if, um, as I'm standing now, you're, you're, you're always, you're always coming down with malaria, Sky. I'm not, I'm not always coming down with malaria. But when I think it, that it's not, I'm always coming down with malaria, I say, ha, God help you. Amen. That's how the devil speaks. That's how the devil speaks. A lot of times you think that the devil speaks by coming, he's dressed in, um, um, red, wearing red trousers with, uh, sky blue, um, yellow shirt and a, uh, a fluorescent green cap with pitchfork, fire coming out of his nose. And then he said, no, that's not how he comes. Amen. You know how the Bible describes even, uh, the serpent? Genesis chapter, I think Genesis chapter 3 verse 1. I finished my notes, but this I just extracting that. He says, "Now the the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made." Give me another translation. Quick now. Judas, give me something. Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals. The Lord had made. Give me another one. The serpent was clever. More clever than any wild animal God had made. Amen. Say how the Bible describes him. He says he was corny. He was subtle. I think old King James used the word subtle. Okay. He was more subtle. He was, he was slick. He was sly. Uh, if he had come, look, I'm very sure about it. If he had come to the woman in the Garden of Eden, I mean, when he appeared, fire was coming out of his nostrils and he was breathing, his eyes were red and burning, she would not have listened to him. But she came and he came and he was so sweet and smooth. I was somebody to listen to. That's how the devil comes. And see, what the devil, and you know, even from this garden of Eden, if what the devil introduced to her was fear. Look at, read this very well. So what he introduced to her was fear. Did God say you should not, don't mind God. He knows that the day you do this, you will become like this. He doesn't want you to become like that. Uh-huh. So there's something better than this state I'm in now. It was fear. And devil is constantly, constantly selling fear to us by the things we hear by things we see, by the things we, by things we, 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 we can, we can, um, we can perceive with our five physical senses. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, you know I don't know if something happens to somebody, just, probably just thought somebody, and person say, ah, are you okay? I say, I'm fine. I say, hey, your body's feeling warm. I say, maybe I just came in from under the sun. What's going on? I'm receiving signals from my senses. Amen. Don't allow your senses, the devil to use your senses to speak to you. Amen. And when he does, speak God's word back to him. That's what Jesus did with the devil. You know, that was the difference between um, the Adam, the first Adam, and the last Adam. The devil came, you, you, you know, it's the same, almost the same thing 
that the devil came to say to Jesus when he came to tempt Jesus. But how did Jesus overcome the devil? It is written. For you to be able to say it is written, you must know what is written. You can't be saying it is written, M, 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 M. No, you must know what is written. Let's spend time in God's word. Let's take God's word seriously. That's where our life is. That's where our life is. That's where Bible says faith comes by hearing God's word. There's no place you can get faith apart from God's word. You must spend time hearing God's word. Some of us say we want to build our faith, we want to be faith giants. You must spend time hearing God's word. You must spend time in God's word. You must spend time getting God's word into you. Because faith comes by hearing the word of God. Hallelujah. Faith, our faith will grow. It will become strong faith. Amen. Our faith will grow and it will become it will become a, 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 a great faith. Glory to God. But it's all dependent on what we are hearing on a regular and a consistent basis. Let's turn to Romans, Romans, Romans 10, 17. So faith comes by hearing. Amen. My emphasis, faith comes by hearing. Hearing is a continuous action. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Let's spend time hearing God's word. Then our faith will be real faith and not mental assent. Then to come to a point where what we are saying in our mouth is the same thing that's in our heart. Amen. I see when you have that two combination working together, what is in your mouth and what is in your heart, when they agree, then you experience salvation. Glory to God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Glory to God. Amen. Like I always say, the basis for our faith working, the basis of us receiving from God, the basis of us, um, um, whatever we are, whoever we are, is because of the sacrifice of Jesus. Amen. And every time we approach this table, the Bible says that we do it in remembrance of him. We do it remembering that the price has been paid for our bodily healing. The price has been paid for our, 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 our salvation. The price has been paid for us to enjoy the good life. Amen. So when we come to this communion table, we partake of it. And we go back saying the same thing. We are confessing the Lordship of Jesus over our life. We are saying the same thing that he is saying over us. Amen. Don't be the one that comes to the communion table. You partake of the table and then when you leave, you are saying whatever you like. It's like somebody coming, like we saw in James, it's like somebody coming to the mirror and um, beholding who he is in the mirror. You behold yourself in the mirror of what Christ has done for you. And immediately you go into the world's circumstances, you begin to see yourself, the way the world describes you or the way the world, the things the world is painting to you. And that's why he said that we should do this continuously in remembrance of him. Amen. Every time we come to the communion table, like I said, it's not something only something we do in church. Not the ritual that we do only in church. Even at home. Every time we break the bread, every time we take the communion, we remind ourselves of the price that has been paid for us, of who we are. We remind ourselves of what is working for us. The power that backs us up. Hallelujah. And this night, this evening, this night, this evening, we come to remind ourselves that the body of Jesus is broken for us. The blood of Jesus is shed for us. The price is paid in full for us, for us to have a good and a victorious life. In the name of Jesus.
Lord, we thank you for the body of Jesus broken for us. Thank you, Lord God, because we have life everlasting. Our bodies are healed and made whole in the name of Jesus. Sickness is judged in our lives in the name of Jesus. And we live in divine health now and always in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Jesus' name. Thank you for the blood that is shed for us. Thank you because by this blood our sins are forgiven. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Lord God, because righteousness delivers us from death. We are delivered from death, its consequences, its effects, its workings in every and any area of our lives in the name of Jesus. By this blood we receive increased activities of angels. They are bringing for us, opening for us mighty doors of protection, mighty doors of provision in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you because by this blood we receive the fulfillment of every promise, every prophecy, every word spoken over us. And we thank you because by this blood they are yes and amen. We give you glory and praise, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message. We hope you were blessed. Connect with Savannah Grace Chapel Port Harcourt on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at SGC Port Harcourt. And download our messages free on Telegram at t.me forward slash SGC Port Harcourt.